I'm Dave Monaco, the Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast. I hope you've been enjoying recent podcasts featuring my conversations with parish graduates now tackling the challenges of the complex global society. Lauren Sandstead from our class of 2013 represents yet another example of the thriving young adults who call parish their alma mater. Lauren attended parish for 11 years, participating in numerous academic and co-curricular programs while on our campus. After Paris, she attended the University of Missouri's Trulatsk College of Business. She graduated from Mizzou in 2017 with a BSBA. Lauren's professional career began with her acceptance into a leadership development program with AT&T and then her recruitment to a digital media company in Dallas called Reflect. Lauren has risen to a role as an account executive in sales with Reflect, a boutique company which powers digital signage and digital experiences in physical places. It is a robust software-as-a-service platform company. It has national clients such as Best Buy, Levi's, Polaris, and Macy's. In this episode, Lauren and I discuss not only her Parish and Mizzou experience, but ways that she has both leveraged and contributed to Parish since graduation. Lauren is a mentor in our Parish Leads program for our upper school students, and she has utilized our Parish Connect program for our young alumni with tremendous energy. I know you will enjoy this conversation with an incredibly impressive recent Parish graduate, Lauren Sandstead. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast, here with yet another thriving Parish alum, in the form of Lauren Stanstead. Lauren, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Catching her at the end of her work day, and I'm excited <laughs> for her to share some of uh, what her early work career has, uh, has brought to bear for her. But uh, as we do with all of our alums, let's start, with your, let's start with your parish story. How long were you at parish? What year did you graduate? And maybe tell us a favorite memory or two of your time uh, here, here at parish. Yeah, great. Um, so I began parish when I was in the second grade, stayed for 11 years, graduated in the class of 2013, um, from which throughout all those years, soccer, track, all the sports, but what I most remember is probably serving with Community Service Leadership Board with Karen O'Rear, love her, um, and definitely my professors, so um, used a lot of what I've learned there, has been very fruitful for me in the last two years, so. So you live fully into the uh, parish tenant <laughs> service, especially as you hit the uh, hit the upper school and gave a lot of your time uh, in, in that space. What what was your what was your passion in terms of service? Where did you remind me where you spent uh, a lot of your time uh, in terms of your service orientation when you were with us? Yeah, I um, I was really out in the community. My family was very involved at Austin Street, serving at the homeless shelter in downtown, and then I devoted a lot of my time to the Dallas Arboretum. Mm. actually to get the presidential award and all that good stuff so yeah your hours as i remember were voluminous well past the 100 hour <laughs> uh, mark demarcation for the uh for the presidential award uh, have you stayed involved with either austin street or the arboretum as you've returned to dallas for your work uh for your first work life experiences here i have um mostly austin street actually and we'll be going back in this december on my birthday, actually, and I'm trying to get some of my coworkers that we're all going to take a group. So it's been cool to see how that transitioned into the professional world also. 
Good for you. Yeah, and absolutely providing uh, leadership in the present work context to stay engaged with these really vibrant community organizations here. So you left mm -hmm. Parrish in 2013, went off uh, to University of, uh, of Missouri, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, not just your major, but again, uh, what, what did you find yourself really deeply involved in there outside of your, uh, your coursework uh, in terms of your commitments um, at, at Mizzou? Sure, I, I did. I moved to Columbia and spent four years, loved every second of it. And the thing that really struck me was Mizzou was very strong in not only their business school, but their professional development programs. Mm -hmm. and that's where I devoted a lot of my time um, following through the theme of, of connectedness is what I guess I would call it and community building, networking in the business world is what we would say. But um, I was in an alumni mentorship program where a Mizzou alum actually from Dallas and I were connected and she worked at a large corporation and walked through those four years with me. So a really great gift that um, I'm excited to now pass on as I as I help out with Parish, but that is what I definitely will remember most about getting myself prepared for entering the workforce. So you are the um, you are the fifth, if we consider Teal and, and Cooper, uh, Teal and Tristan Cooper as as a, as a uh, as individuals, not just a brother. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fifth uh, alum that uh, we've recorded a podcast with, and to an individual, um, each of them, Quincy Powell, Cole Jones, the Coopers. Uh, yourself have all spoken about the power of networking either through um, affiliations in their admissions office or networking on campus or uh, the types of experiences that you've talked about. Uh, in addition, um, you know, Cole and Cole in particular and, and Tristan and Teal talked about their their global travel is really formative outside coursework experiences for them. So, you know, for our parents that are uh, that are listening and, and thinking about their um, child's journey to, to college one day. Um, these, these strike me as very consistent themes uh, for those of you that uh, find footing eventually in the, in the world of work and in the uh, quote unquote uh, uh, grown up world. Uh, these are consistent themes of how to really leverage an, uh, your, your um, college experience and college uh, days. Oh yeah. I, um, I also have a passion for travel and especially internationally. And I think that that's something that, like you said, the classroom really doesn't give you that perspective. And, mm -hmm. and that's something that as I've continued to travel and come back to the boardroom at our company and am able to speak to global markets and able to speak to what the industries and our suppliers in China are doing and different things like that, it's equipped me well at, at a young age. Definitely would recommend that. So what advice would you have for um, students or parents listening relative to how you learned about, I mean, Mizzou is a big university, how you learned about uh, the professional development arm that they had there and these networking services. Uh, where, where, did, where, where did this become apparent to you and how did you discover it? Where, where is the best place to look? Yeah, I'd say as a parish alum, one thing that was ingrained in me over and over was having the boldness to ask. Mm -hmm. ask for help, to confront professors, to understand why I received the scores I did, um, to understand why they were signing the things they were. So really, that was who I was, and I got to Mizzou in this huge school, and I remember walking into the business school and going, okay, now who's like, who do I ask? Besides just my teacher, who do I ask for help? Because I'm going to need it. Mm 
that's mm-hmm. a no-brainer. Um, and someone had directed me and said, okay, there's your career services. And so I think it was sophomore year, I walked in and I said, hi, I'm Lauren Sanstead and I'm going to need a job. Like mm-hmm. p- point blank, out of the gate, I'm, I'm looking for multiple job offers and so how am I going to do that starting mm-hmm. now? And Mizzou is very well organized in the fact that they assigned me a personal career counselor, just free of charge, completely um, passionate about my success. And I took full advantage of that and, and it, it behooved me. It was great. And because of that, I was able to really find a lot of success in May of 2017 when I graduated and I, I had choices. Yeah, so it sounds like a combination of curiosity and 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 really and really seeking answers, and then a boldness to to go and and ask the question or the two uh, yeah. characteristics that you would identify. Um, yeah, I would say the intellectual curiosity is another thing that one of my professors would talk about, and and I think Parrish emphasizes that also. It's a great skill to have, and I see that a lot in the most successful people that I work with, even in my profession now. So um, you mentioned being uh, at May 17 with a variety of, of options. Yeah, tell us where you um, landed initially uh, as you left Missouri, and then tell us how that uh, segued uh, from for that first uh, job experience in Atlanta back here to, to Dallas. Yeah, so I, I had a few options come May, and really the one that struck me the most was because um, I knew I wanted to go with the large corporate world, and I wanted to explore what this corporate ladder meant, and, and that mentality of, of being trained well and doing a job thoroughly. So I took a job with AT&T Corporate um, Headquarters, moved to Atlanta, and was accepted into the executive program with nine other kids in the country. Um, went through the program. It was excellent. Learned so many valuable things, which I now use at the private firm that I chose to um, move to to be back in Dallas towards home base. Um, and now I work for a firm privately owned called Reflect, and it's similar to the guys who started Broadcast.com took that idea of streaming media and took the idea of streaming and software as a service to build up what now our company does to power solutions that do digital signage. And what I mean by digital signage is the menu boards that you see at restaurants, the screens that you see at the Cowboys stadiums and and football stadiums and things like that are all powered um, through a turnkey solution that we provide. Mm -hmm. So it has been, it's been so fruitful and it's been so encouraging to be able to find leadership positions. I think like throughout these different jumps and throughout the skill sets and obviously there's a plethora to still learn, but to have an environment to go to work every day that wants to see you be successful, even at your age and at your, the status you're at. So you've been given, and you've been given a lot of project autonomy quite early, um, given uh, the relatively small size and kind of boutique nature of reflect, correct? Sure. Yes. And, and it's been great. And it's allowed me through that, I think, like going back to the leadership aspect, that's something that le- I see leadership as it's you have the responsibility to know what you're going to do with it, as opposed to just hanging out and waiting. It's kind of that motivation and the self-starting 
aspect I really went after because I saw the most successful people that worked with me, they went after what they wanted. And, mm-hmm. um, by, by that, we're empowered to be leaders. And I, I found a lot of success in that and enjoyed having people to, to train and to mentor, in a sense, even at my young status in the working world. Yeah, so one of the reasons we're having these alumni calls are not only because we're proud of y'all and what you're accomplishing, but, you know, we are aspirant to um, learn from you because we are trying to move Parish in the direction of preparing students for what our mission statement calls this complex global society. And, uh, you know, listeners to the podcast don't need to hear me uh, wax on any more about this. But in general, what it, what it means to us is that Learning here needs to be more fluid between disciplines, for example, uh, even between grade levels. It needs to be more problem and project oriented and less uh, less constrained to uh, simple right answers. Uh, it needs to really emphasize skills as much as it does content consumption, among other things. So, I mean, if you as an alum were coming back to give us design advice, on uh, the parish academic experience based on your now, you know, couple of years, year and a half in the real world of work. What are some things that you would like to see incorporated into your alma mater to better prepare kids to be, uh, as what I hear you uh, suggesting is, the bold uh, autonomy, you know, kind of autonomy seeking change, uh, change agents uh, in the world of work? What are, what are some things that might happen on our campus and in our program to, to, have, to have you ready for that? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And I think there, to answer that, there are a few words, I guess, that whatever center around that could look like. But one is, I think, direction. That's something that as young people, we are not sure. We, people change their majors all the time, and we're not sure what we want to do when we leave school and and people run into all these um, obstacles and that sense and I heard someone say once you know you could go 100 miles an hour but if you're going in the wrong direction it really doesn't do much for you does it and I thought whoa okay you know I wish I had had opportunities looking back at a young age in in ninth grade whatever it is ninth through twelfth and and guidance and saying direction like you, oh, you think you like analytics? Well, we have this course. Why don't you look into analytics? Like, like relevant 2018 type subject matter because mm-hmm. it's so hard. It's so hard to go through four years of school and fight your way through um, college, I mean, and not know if you want this class or that. And you get through four years and, and you're like, oh, I didn't even know computer science was so in-depth and so, um, you know, providing as a career. And should I have known that before college? I think things like that. So the programs like I see robotics and the types of things that Parish has capitalized on and would encourage that to continue in in new ways and innovative ways, which sounds like are happening. Um, and I think the other thing would be continuing to have leaders and teachers that are encouraging resilience. Mm. Resiliency is probably one of the things that has gotten to me where I am mm-hmm. and it's not taught in college definitely not taught but the kids who have it in those four years of college are so successful because they know okay that test didn't go well and I need to know the root cause not just keep going um, and and Parish has taught me that but I think if there were 
programs or ways that we could encourage young people to say, it's okay, you know, fail fast, that type of idea. We, wow, we could see so much success down the road when it really matters, when you're really in a board meeting and the Q4 numbers aren't, aren't where you thought they were gonna be. How is resiliency embodied then? And, and did I learn it at the right age? I think that would be something we'd be really, really neat to have. Yeah, that's tremendous wisdom, and, and I think the, the notion, resilience comes from uh, being engaged in work that doesn't have right answers, and too much of school is about getting the right answer to get, you know, <laughs> yeah. to get the grade, to get the transcript built, to get to the college, right? So sure. one of the best ways to create resilience is to throw open-ended uh, problems and tasks in front of students where the worry is less about what the right answer is and the excitement is more about trying to figure out the best way to proceed. And school has just not been wired that way. Uh, we are certainly interested in, in, again, creating those learning conditions. And relative to that first piece, we call that meaningful, authentic work in our terminology here uh, around reimagine, which is that at any point in time, we can make a task uh, or a piece of learning that's being done in history or science or math or English connectable to um, a, a, a current condition, we should aspire to do that. And there's a lot of tension, obviously, uh, around teaching classic uh, British literature, for example, and <laughs> connecting it to a real and authentic task. So you, you know, you've got to balance the need to, uh, you know, provide the type of robust college preparatory education that is our charge with this uh, also similar uh, quest to, to prepare kids for the complex global society. But I think you've enumerated two really excellent pieces of advice for us to continue to, um, to, 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 to think about. Um, in the time that we have left, I, I want to uh, acknowledge again, you, you, the benefit that you've derived from networking and uh, how really insatiable you've been, even in seeking that back here at Parrish, though Missouri's program sounds as though it's been outstanding and really supportive of your growth in that regard. Uh, you came back frequently to see me during your time at Missouri. You've capitalized, I know, in a relationship with uh, Assistant Head of School, Ms. Lyon, uh, our, Parish okay. Connect, our Parish Connect program in which we utilize parents within our community is as uh, network resources for our uh, college and uh, college age alums and, and work-based alums. Uh, these, you've tapped into all of these. So maybe yeah. speak briefly to uh, the benefit that those who provided for you in your post-parish life. Yes, um, so that is, you hit the nail on the head. I think the thing I found most beneficial from all of it is that it was just so relational and that was something I craved in the first place. I mean, regardless of what the people could do for me or what I could do for them, at the end of the day, it was, okay, this person has a wealth of knowledge that I don't, and what can I gain from even just listening, which PS is super underrated, <laughs> right. um, from just listening and saying, okay, tell me, please tell me what you do and how do you do it and why? That's the big question for me is always why. You get up and do that every day, I'm dying to know what makes you do that. And so through Parish Connect, I'll never forget meeting with um, some of these parents and because their coworkers have had friends, have siblings, have whatever, um, it spiraled into even the, the corporate environment that I work in now. Mm -hmm. I found multiple um, generations of connections through that. And it, 
it helps me do my job better because I've been practicing talking to strangers and I've been practicing caring. You know, it's one thing to have the conversation, but to care. Like I, because I've gotten equipped in that way, now when I talk to my clients, I speak to them differently. And yeah. um, I think having those conversations and having relationships um, with people that I know once guided me, like Paris faculty and you and McFly and all these people, it's an empowering thing because it's like, well, obviously you would love to see me succeed. I would love to see me succeed. And by doing that, I can't wait to be the, the parent that you guys call and say, hey, please talk to this kid. They're, they're unsure. And I don't know. I think there's just a lot to be had in terms of even building relationships and that idea of community. Like we're in Episcopal school and, and faith is a part of it and that's very real. And so having a community of faith is one thing, but a community of networking people that still have that underlying core value, man, it blows it out of the water. Yeah. And again, I'm so grateful to our parents who answer, you know, my emails or phone calls uh, in affiliation with Parish Connect to say, you know, you take 15 or 20 minutes with Lawrence Dan said, just to give her an understanding of the field of marketing or the field of digital media, just so she can, uh, understand what you're experiencing in that field and would you be willing to connect her to one or two of your colleagues uh, so yeah. she can continue to learn more and our parents have really uh, answered the call on that and I think noteworthily uh, you know you have have uh, reciprocated you're a mentor in our leadership institute so yeah. uh, you are now paying forward the wisdom that you've gained uh, <laughs> in, in this regard so you know, again, just briefly tell us, uh, tell us what, what role you're playing in, in mentoring one of the high school students in, in the Leadership Institute. Sure. Um, so when I saw the opportunity come out, I was um, a little bit overexcited, I think, because I knew, okay, this is an, an awesome way for my skill set to align with what parish is needing. And if I was a 10th grader, wow, I would have I paid to have something like this. And so um, the high school I've been assigned to, he's going through his presentation that I'll go to this Thursday and come watch at the school. And we'll walk together alongside what he thinks success looks like in the program and, and the impact he's trying to make in the community. And my big question to him is, okay, why? You know, why, why does it matter? And, and how is it going to happen is important. But I really want you to care about why, because that makes an effective leader. And, and when you leave Paris, you're not going to, you know, the logistics will be there, but, you know, you'll never forget why and you'll never forget the results because success, success is an iceberg. People see the, the result and they see the top and there's so much that goes into it. So I can't wait to watch him evolve through it. And he already seems more, more comfortable and more bold and, and the things that I saw myself growing through. So that's been really cool to want that for someone. Yeah, so many of the themes that you've hit on, um, you know, through this podcast, and we've had this same conversation with the other alums, are uh, evidences of our signature programs, most of which have matured, you know, since you've graduated, which uh, really evidence our commitment to uh, the, the types of the types of learning experiences you've described as potentially most beneficial. And just for those listening, Lauren's role as a mentor involves. Uh, five meetings with one of the junior members, the 18 juniors who are in our Leadership Institute. She meets with uh, one uh, for no fewer than five times throughout the course of the junior year. Uh, she'll continue working with that student uh, 
for at least three meetings through their senior year. So our, our students in the Leadership Institute are blessed to have um, adults, uh, be they relatively younger adults like Lauren or folks that uh, are more experienced and in depth in their careers, uh, uh, working with them in, in this sort of network relationship building um, uh, uh, concept that we've talked about throughout this podcast. So thank you for serving in that regard. And we will look forward to seeing you later this week as the Leadership Institute kids present their concepts uh, for their lead projects. But I know you've got to, uh, to scoot, uh, though, it's, uh, though it's late in the day. You've got a, you've got a business call coming in. So uh, we're proud of you. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us uh, on the From My Angle podcast today. Sure, happy to do it. Hey, thanks for your continued support. It means the world. We'll see you on campus soon. Thanks, Lauren. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this edition of the From My Angle podcast. Please share it with friends and colleagues in your network. Listen to my next episode, the final in my series with our alumni, when I speak with Maggie Corrigan, who holds a unique job as a ranch hand in Wyoming. In the meantime, thank you for listening to the From My Angle podcast.